1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. We have a trade to announce. Let's go. How about <laughs> this trade that just went down?
0: Wow. Um, okay, so there, the rumor is true. Okay, uh, we just traded you. Okay, we traded you to the Indianapolis Colts. All right? So, um, you okay? Nah, I'm going to call my grandmother. you going to call your grandmother? Okay, this hasn't this hasn't hit the papers or anything like that. Why don't we just do do a little business first, okay? Before you call grandma, okay?
1: Welcome back in, everybody. A special edition of the 4D Chess Dynasty Trade Show. Even though it's on the same day, same podcast drop. But Adam and I are together in the same room in Cleveland. I flew in last night for the Fantasy Football Expo. So what better way than to bring you guys content with us in the same room? For those of you on YouTube, you can see it. I'm on a big beautiful couch and my buddy's sitting right next to me for those of you on podcast you just have to believe me we are in the same room what's going on man are you this is exciting as shit ain't it cleveland <laughs> this is this for... is for you <laughs> of course he had to do it remember if you're watching on youtube please like and subscribe it helps out the channel so much and if you're listening on podcast form, please rate and review adam you ready to do some trades buddy
0: man i'm ready we're, we're live in person we'll see how the live trade show goes maybe we have to make this a real thing boom
1: all right so we got an aj dylan trade so a 23 third a 24 first a 24 second being sent away for aj dylan now mr shy guy indy's finest in our discord is the one receiving the picks the third the first and the second and he's sending away aj dylan what do you think about this
0: yeah, I mean, th- this is for me um, a similar deal that you made before, Mike. Surprisingly, now Mike set the market all incorrectly. Um, but bad. we got a... Uh, give me... I know the picks are two years out, the 24s, but I still like that class a bit. First and a second for Dylan, I'm going to take that. Give me the fluff piece on top of it. Great deal by Mr. Shy Guy here, in my opinion.
1: fan fucking fantastic. I wouldn't do deals like this if they didn't make sense for me. So I'd love to see when other people copy me. And he one up me. He got a third. I don't think I got a third on mine. Man, he's uh, showing you up here on your own show. A little bit, right? He's like, hey, let me do it. I'll get an extra third. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I
0: I need to know uh, Juicy J. Uh, Juicy J, what are we thinking here? If you're watching um what are we thinking and if you're not watching we got to get you watching because i would not be taking this aj Dillon side at all
1: yeah i don't know if that's the real juicy j i don't <laughs> i don't think that's the real one from three six mafia i'm just gonna guess but it can't be aj dylan's fine he's kind of gotten a little too much hype i think mm-hmm. um like you know i'm seeing sometimes in the sixth sometimes in the fifth he, he's fine uh i'm more in on aaron jones this year for sure um, I do see a situation where they both can coexist and have really good years, just because the offense may pivot from what we used to think of Aaron Rodgers airing it the fuck out all the time to uh, Devontae Adams. But yeah. still, man, anytime I can take like something that's around a six-round startup and flip it for a first and a second, and you add a third on it, yep. like I'm probably going to do that a hundred times out of a hundred. So, yeah. AJ Dillon's fine. I get it. I just I really don't want to pay for those kind of backs. Like if I'm going to send that. I'm going to go up to like Gibson or JK or Cam Akers, uh, you know, one of these guys who's been discounted that we're a little bit higher on. So right. for me, that's why I'll take the pick side.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that's another good example since A.J. Dillon's going in that fifth, sixth range where that's why I like to get my running backs early in startups. I know that's this the trade talk, but, you know, when you when you don't get him early, you end up having to either make a trade like this yeah. or draft too highly uh, an A.J. Dillon type, someone that. Listen, if Aaron Jones gets hurt or something, sure. But right now, as the backfield is kind of split between those guys, I, I just can't
1: do it, man. I'm with you, man. All right, what do we got for number two here? Ooh, we got a Traylon Burks in a 24 third being acquired for Chris Olave in a 24 second. For me, these are. Two different tier guys. So before you get out there about how I'm the biggest Chris Olave lover out there, I am not. I've seen people take him second or third overall in a Superflex rookie draft within the last couple months, and I am not there yet. He's still clearly the next tier behind Burks, Wilson, London for the wide receivers. So, man, a 24-second just kind of feels right. And it's not even a true 24-second. You're doing a pick swap, right? Right. You send away the second, but you get a third back. So it's, it's you know, like glass half full <laughs> a little bit
0: i mean you know mike has jumped to the olave hype train um don't not don't listen bad. to him he's, he's not he's not he didn't put him in the same tier as those guys he's, he's but he's, he's jumped aboard a little nope. bit but this one's not close for me especially because the picks are one two years out and then on top of that like you said you're getting the pick swap back so like you still can move that 24 third. Um, what you've lost in value from that 24-second to 24-third is not anywhere near, in my personal opinion, the value jump from a Traylon Burks down to a Chris Olave. So, uh, nice little 4D-style move here by Shane T 12
1: That's right. That's capitalizing on the uh, the down hype of training camp, the bullshit reports that come out that get refuted by the only person who reported them in the first place. <laughs> Mike, this is
0: why we say to, to, to chill on all the uh, wide receiver hype, because guess what? It was fucking the spring. You couldn't get Traylon Burks for anything. 101 in startups. Yeah. Uh, as in the 2022 rookie class before the, the landing spot and the asthma kicked in.
1: I think there was a situation where, if you were to tell me Olave outscored Burks this year, just maybe a month or two ago, mm-hmm. I would have thought that was realistic. But with Michael Thomas coming back to the way it is, yep. it's looking less and less likely like Alave is going to have one of those... I mean, he'll probably be a fine piece, but just not a difference maker. Traylon Burks only has Robert Woods to contend with. Right. Like once... He's fully integrated and going. Like him being the alpha. And it's not even Robert Woods that we remember, right? This is an older version of Robert Woods coming off an ACL. That's it. Unless you're scared of, uh, what is it, Nick Westbrook Akina or Racy McMath? I mean, the the target competition is non existent. And then
0: remember, even if, even if, let's say, Chris Olave slightly outperforms Traylon Burks, like in this first season. This is Dynasty. The, yeah. the profile of Traylon Burks is better by a lot, in my opinion, than Chris Olave. So give me Traylon Burks here pretty easily.
1: Easy money. All right. So we got a big boy deal here. Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Herbert. And they're sending away Kenny Pickett for 23 first. You heard that right. Four and a 23 second. Adam, that's your, that's your boy LeBron, right? Miami LeBron? Not one. Not
0: two. Not three. But four, 20, and they're all 23 too, right? All of them. Like, it'd be one thing if those are a different year, some of them. You're talking just out of the number in a 12 team. You're looking at a quarter of yeah. the, the the draft. So, geez, man. This is tough. Um, Justin Herbert, we know, is pretty much worth every bit of the four first. So I get that side there. It, it is tough. It's not something I like to go ahead and pay fully 23 first four of them up to go get Herbert, though, even though he's worth it. But I think where I'm going to choose the other side here, Mike, the uh, the Ketta Kid side. Dalvin Cook and Zeke, then, are much better for me than Kenny Pickett in that second. So I, I can see it from both sides, but I, I lean the Herbert side here.
1: I would take Kenny Pickett over Zeke. Right. If, yeah. we, if we say Herbert for four first, I'll take Kenny Pickett over Zeke. Yep. But then it's Dalvin Cook for a second. Yikes, bro! I wish I could buy Dalvin Cook for a second. Um, uh, like the only way I think the other side makes any sense mm-hmm. is if you got a realistic idea of where those picks are, and a couple of them are going to be early locks. Right. Like if it's your own, if it's the the worst team in the league by far, some guy who's just an absolute dumpster who's doesn't matter if he makes three moves in a row, Adam. Mm-hmm. Wins three trades in a row, he's still fucked. Right. <laughs>
0: like, he's done. Well, t- to your point, too, there, um, he is getting his own first back. And just out of the, the sheer number, even if all three of those teams look like contenders today, we've seen attrition. You've seen, if you haven't seen it, you're going to see it. Because there's contenders that always end up being pretenders. So I would say if you have the ability to control your own first going early... And then you also have by odds one of these not making the playoffs. It, it it's intriguing. I think like if you if this is the best you could get for the package you're sending away, obviously you want to move off of Dalvin Cook and Zeke in a rebuild. So I could see it. Um and if this is the league dynamics, that's what you gotta do. But I, I think more often than not, if I could send all this away and get Herbert, who at this point is locked in. Like I said, I mean, he's a top three pick, and we know even in Best Ball that Herbert is one of the difference makers. If you look at our stuff on our Patreon.com forward slash South Harmon, you'll be able to see the best ball composite score with spike weeks and consistency. Herbert's a guy that hits on both sides, and when you hit both consistency and spike weeks, you're a rare breed. So I think I lean the Herbert side still, but it's not as bad as I think it is. When you really dig into it, it's not as bad for uh, Nick Bearcat as we we may have thought. When you just look at the trade outright,
1: now four four firsts in the same class is some some crazy ass leverage. You know, Scott yeah. Connor says a dynasty leverage, right? Dynasty. I say, that's some leverage. That's yeah. some leverage having four. I mean, if this is a twelve team league, that's you know I'm not a math expert, but that's thirty three percent, right? One third, man. All right, I'm pretty good. Pretty well, good. That Iowa education's paying off, <laughs> but. Adam, what would you say if uh, if that twenty three second was another first in twenty four? Um, pro- that that probably
0: would make this deal even closer. And if you're getting, I mean, because Kenny Pickett, even if you hate him, plenty of people do, he's still at worst like a one hundred eight, one hundred nine in this class. Mm-hmm. So then you're really looking at six first round picks. That's a lot. Much more enticing, and I think that twenty three second, being that it's a twenty three second. Still a good deal. It's not a horrible deal for McBearcat, uh, but if that was a twenty-four first first there and I'm in a rebuild, I'm going to have a hard time, even though I'm giving away Herbert because I'm getting off of two older assets.
1: Yeah. And in a best ball, if it was another twenty-four first, first, fucking. I'll just take my shots like. <laughs> yeah, because you're,
0: you're even still here, you're getting six assets. So yeah, it's not that's like you're getting. And they're played. not shitty assets. Yeah, you're not getting played. These are all legit assets.
1: All right, what do we got next here? We got Cordell Patterson, Terry McLaurin, and James Robinson. Oh, my goodness. Being acquired for Hunter Renfro, Kenny Gainwell, Ramondre Stevenson, and a 23 fourth. A lot of junk, right? Isn't that what you say? A lot of junk. This
0: deal's looking real junky. <laughs> real junky. Why? I mean, I. Listen, I think this is one of those where if you just aren't really thinking about some of the bigger picture things here, like, all right, if you just look at the running back swaps here, the side that's getting Renfro is probably getting better running back swaps. You know, whichever way you want to compare it, Stevenson probably over Robinson, yeah. Gainwell over Patterson, you could flip him, I'd stay the same thing probably. But the difference from Terry McLaurin to Hunter Renfro, <laughs> what, what are you doing? This is. Hunter Renfro had a good year last year, but you got Devontae Adams coming over, Darren Waller projected to be healthy, the third option at best on this team, and he's a guy that's not a big touchdown guy, he's a volume guy, that's where his uh, a lot of his stats came from last year, getting a ton of targets, so McLaurin for us is now a top 15 guy, this is pretty easily that side for me.
1: This kind of just reminds me of like how you trick people when you're a kid, you know, of like three quarters yeah. for one dollar, yep. that kind of thing. Well, there's three of them, so right, it's got to be better.
0: Speaking of your boy LeBron, there was a time when they said, when you give LeBron a dollar, he'll give you back three quarters.
1: <laughs> that's fucked up, man. That's <laughs> the goat. You can't talk about the goat like that. Ah, uh, people don't forget Kenny Gaidwell, Ramondre Stevenson. Like if you if you say they're like fifty cent pieces, right? Same for Patterson and Robinson. Maybe Gainwell and Stevenson are 60 sixty cent pieces. If yeah. that was a fucking thing, right? right. Yeah. So you're Gain, You're like, hey, that's nice. Have on a run for old, if you call him a dollar. Yeah. Terry McLaurin's five bucks.
0: A a, a big jump.
1: Like, okay, I gained I gained twenty cents between the running backs, but I lost four bucks. (laughs) Yeah. So I netted a negative three three dollars and eighty cents. Like that Iowa math today is going strong. But that that's what Adam's getting at is just that yeah, you get a nice jump with Gainwell and Stevenson, and I wouldn't argue that at all. And Stevenson's getting a nice bump with James White retiring, calling it quits. Maybe Damian Harris gets traded, whatever. He's looked nice but geez man he doesn't make up the value no. gap between renfro and mclaurin and i think it's one our love for mclaurin best quarterback he's ever had i know it's gross to say but best quarterback he's ever had and renfro i mean could you ask for worse target competition than Devonte fucking adams with his teammate no. at fresno state his no. boy Derek carr Oh. And it's not like Darren Waller was part of the trade and left, you know, where it's just like, all right, Waller's not there anymore, so Renfro just kind of slides up and picks. No, like Waller's still there. Yeah, he's still going to be part of it. And then you bring in Devontae fucking Adams. Man, you're going to get more of like Hunter Renfro from from two, two years ago, from, and not the hundred and billion targets that Hunter Renfro got last year. So
0: yeah. It, it, also, one thing to keep in mind too: this is where this is two things. One, this is a down tier gone wrong. Yeah. This is a down tier going way wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, this is where, like, you know, um, when Ray was doing the show, you know, the GOAT Ray, he would talk a lot of times about, okay, best player in the deal. And sometimes when you say the best player in the deal, like if you're giving away Terry McLaurin and he's the best player in the deal, like if you look at the rest of the deal, Terry McLaurin is so different than everybody else that this is a deal you don't want to make. If you're getting giving up the best player in the deal – and he's so far away from everybody, and the other guys are very meh in regards to where Terry McLaurin is, do not make this type of deal. You're getting played.
1: If you look at it in a startup, right, McLaurin's in the fifth round. Yeah, fifth round. Okay. Right. Yep. The next closest guy is Ramondre, and he's in the ninth, maybe? T- ninth, tenth. He might even be a tenth. Whatever, either way, ninth, tenth. Even like, if he's moving up, right, he maybe makes it into the ninth. Yep. That's a big round tier for, you know, Whatever the hell else you're getting, right? right? Gainwell over Patterson and Renfro over J. Rob, if and you I, want to look at it that way. And it's, ugh, nah, I'm good, man.
0: <laughs> and, and even and even if it was best ball, you saying best ball, I want to, I'm willing to get more crusty like McNutted because you, you know, you want acid. You're, you're, you're it's still a three for three here. Like, yeah, you're, you're, Cordell Patterson probably isn't that high of a value, but you're not giving nothing. The zeros yeah. out of him, so it's just like this is a bad deal. Uh, don't be the eli tanning be
1: more like eli manning yeah look eli tanning through an interception imagine that oh no ah got D- him. didn't get the helmet catch this time <laughs> all right so we got our boy go h devil discord patron member for us he acquired dallas goddard james robinson a 23 second and a 24 second and set away derrick henry and what we presume to be derrick henry's backup in hassan haskins yep man i like dallas goddard you know i'm an eagles fan but let's be honest here: is that a high volume volume passing offense, Adam?
0: It would actually be the opposite, Mike. It's uh, what some would say based on just looking at numbers: the lowest passing volume offense in the league last season. Um, what they do, what they add? They bring over AJ Brown to make the low volume passing offense now even more diluted with another big alpha in this offense. So I, I like Goddard still fine. I- I'm not panicked on him, but. The talent's fine. Yeah, the talent's the sit. This is one of those where, like, I think people have talked about this before. If you tra- if you change the prospect of Dallas Goddard and the guy in a similar range, Dalton Schultz, their situation, Dallas Goddard's value, he goes berserk. Top but five, top you, four. Yeah, he's right there. You, could, I would definitely put him in the mix with any of the guys going in the top five. Maybe not Pitts or Andrews, but Kittle. you know, yeah, the Kittle range, the Waller range. I think what Goddard's there. But the reality is, the situation does play in it a little bit here. I I still like Goddard fine, but he's not like a uh, huge difference maker at the position, I don't think. And then, you know, because these are 24 and 23 seconds, like I still like him, But I I think this is a fine deal if you want to get off of Henry. I just think that there's probably a position in the year where you can time it to get more of a Dallas Goddard in a first um, as opposed to the two seconds here.
1: Like right about now. Yep. As the redrafters start coming back and Derrick Henry start to push back into that first round redraft Mike, mindset,
0: Mike. After we leave this expo and all the redraft mindset and all these people probably yep. hype the hell out of Derrick Henry. Yes, you just waited five days till after the expo hype. Derrick Henry, you're getting Dallas Goddard in the twenty three first.
1: Maybe maybe a couple of these seconds. Maybe are you on still.
0: Thing. Maybe you just swap one of the seconds into a first. You get a first and a second,
1: but yeah, and you still get J Rob if you wanted J Rob.
0: Yeah, you get your little. Dart throw on the uh, what yeah. if the Achilles injury isn't as bad anymore? I mean, it's not a bad deal for goey's Devil. I just think that you maybe could have extracted a little more. So that's time,
1: my way time it a little bit better would be my advice. Just exactly, you know, take a pause. Know the market. Know that you know Adam just talked about. We're kicking off the Expo this weekend, right? We're we're starting this. Everybody's getting together. Like the content's going to be crazy coming from the next week. Preseason games are starting tonight. That we're recording on Thursday, so I mean, they started last week, but that's not real. I mean, no, nobody, nah. nobody played shit. The Hall of Fame game. You're only going to get a handful of them to play in the first week, but still, it's more real, right? Because yep. there's only three of them, so you're going to get Football's more. Bad. Yeah, you're going to get more and more starting tonight. So, I mean, we're still kind of into it. People really haven't had their redraft drafts yet. You know, the content's just starting to get ramped up for it. A guy like Derrick Henry, who's a redraft darling, older. One year, we've seen what he can do in healthy. If you have any pause like you and I do with the foot and how he's going to come back and maybe a little bit of a fade, you got to know that probably right now when this trade was made isn't the best time to sell him. Probably not. Just wait a few weeks and you would have gotten something else. Unless he comes out, I don't think he's going to play in the preseason. I don't think they're that stupid. But if you were to come out in the preseason and look slow and look like you're in the playoffs... Mm -hmm different story like then the value really <laughs> starts to go down but adam, i don't I, think you're at risk for that
0: adam i don't get you you, you were just crushing derrick henry on the show a couple weeks ago well you, compared to cam Akers, but like two seconds is a different story so not a horrible deal i think um i'm not even a guy to buy derrick henry but if this is lineup and i could buy him for this i would do it in best ball i think though i think this league is best ball. I'm not actually 100 percent sure but if it's best ball uh, much more reasonable to take the go HW yeah, side of this deal here for sure
1: i would have rather just had a first though so. yeah. first would have made it easier for me to comprehend
0: just make it nice and clean give me the first man we'll be we'll go part our way so. even if it's in
1: 24 yeah even if it's in 24
0: would have been fine there let's go on to the next one we got here go ahead mike
1: oh we got calvin ridley being acquired for julio jones in a 23 third. i thought earlier it was junkie <laughs> this is super junkie no offense calvin or julio you guys are dynamic players, but value wise, like this is junk, junk deer.
0: You, you, you guys can, Mike's got coming in sorry. here, needs a new needs chair set up. He needs, you know, <laughs> I'm needy. He, 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 this, look at this deal. Well, you can't pull a better deal than this fucking Rick Reese. I don't know how you got on the show with this damn. Okay, I, this I owe him a favor. It, apparently, <laughs> golly. He's always posting on the trade show, so maybe Mike's like, you know what? I feel bad. I got to get one of his deals, and you picked this one. Sorry. All right. Rant over. Anyway, Calvin Ridley and Tulio. um, I think for Calvin Ridley, for me, it's one of those where I'm buying at a third, taking the risk and seeing what will happen, and I'm selling at a second. So.
1: Seems logical.
0: Now, when I look at this, though, so the third I'd buy for, and then the the thing that throws it off a little is Julio. For me, I've been trying to get off Julio for a while, and he's basically been dead. So you have a little bit of a chance to get off of him. I would say this one, though, I, I would take, if I'm rebuilding, like, Fuck, man I can get off a of Julio in this third and go get calvin Ridley and take the risk there I'm in. If I'm contending in best ball only I might consider taking that Julio side if it's lineup I'm, I'm still not doing it in best ball your contender throw away this third you know or you get this third back maybe you can use it later and then you step Julio in your lineup I, I get it so um gross to look at but uh, not horrible I guess as far as it was constructed.
1: I think we said uh, was it last week or the week before trade show when Julio first came back? Somebody traded him right away for a second. He, he was straight up on here for a second, and we were both like, "That's gross. It's gross as shit." Like I'd much rather have the second. So I think we if we put Julio's value at a third too. Well, that's what I was, okay. It's two thirds for Calvin Ridley.
0: Good call. Yeah, if you make him a third, two thirds for Ridley makes makes a little more sense too. So I'm good with it.
1: Yeah, I also understand though on the Julio Jones side and the third that he's getting. Like if I'm a contender going for it this year Like in a best ball Yes mm-hmm. In a lineup league Let's just say man I'm usually not interested in them like wide receiver 5 Wide receiver 6 types in my lineup league Like I do agree with Scott Connor on there Like I have a certain range that I want to stay in Even though if it's not as good as some people Where they want you know A couple top 12s and a couple top 24 Like types I'm like is Give me anything like 1-40 right? And let me just have 5-6 of these guys I'll be good julio jones i can say is like right on that edge for me where it's like i'm willing to take the shot and just find out if he's got that that little bit i just watched uh, Moneyball on the airplane ride here right favorite fucking movie where he's talking to davis justice and he's like let's be honest about what we both want here you want to stay in the show and i want to milk the last little bit of baseball that you got left in you yep if i'm a dynasty manager i'm like i want to milk that last little bit of the greatness of julio jones and if he's got one more year in great at this cost man if it cost me calvin ridley to do it he wasn't helping me anyways on a contender i think i'd be in and and i get a third so even if julio doesn't work out i still got some piece that i can move later so i like it for both sides it makes sense if you're a calvin ridley guy shit i don't think you're gonna buy him any cheaper Nah. like as as the season goes on and he gets closer and closer to him possibly returning you ain't buying him any cheaper than what he is right now
0: no i mean yeah i guess that that's some some really good points too because um the other thing we, i've learned and you know always trying to evolve and get better at this is used to kind of feel like thirds like yeah if that's what i got to add to the deal just do it I, I mean still at the for the right piece i would do that but now i'm a lot more willing to even take thirds as a additional piece because you can still utilize them at the end of the day down the stretch for fluff so you now if you have your own 23 third now you have this you add it with some other asset makes it a little more appealing depending on what type of piece you're trying to go get so it's still an asset that you can now move um the julio side you know as a contender and put it in something else to go get in your lineup as well
1: i love it man this is a good deal for both of them last one we got here zachary my guy, our guy, our boy, he he gives me all kinds of IDP advice, so I can't be too tough on him, right? Because he does give me some fantastic IDP advice because I don't know fuck all about IDP, Adam. But I'm Not Good acquires Drake London. In return, he sends away Michael Gallup at 24 first, a 23 second and another 23 seconds. So one 24 first, two 23 seconds, and Michael Gallup, he acquires Drake London.
0: So... Several things to unpack here. Um, Listen, when when I start looking at this, right, and I I go down the scale when I'm looking at how I would value the deal. So I start with Drake London in the first. 24 first, random, generic. I want Drake London pretty easily. You add the first 23 second from Dirty D88.
1: Now you're thinking about it. I'm
0: thinking about it. I think I could still make a pretty decent case there for Drake London. I'd be with you. Now you add another 23 second from Undead Tortoise.
1: You're testing my Drake London love right now.
0: Now I think I'm in the position of where the way I dynasty, I'm probably selling Drake London for those pieces. I'll take my two seconds in 23, the 24 first, um, knowing that I can use those as assets. I don't even have to press the button on any one of those drafts. Then Gallup comes in there too, which... I know I know this is lineup and first of all in best ball it's disgustingly the flailing arm side lineup i know that like you know maybe gal doesn't do much for you this year you're not sure when you're gonna press the button on him in a small lineup league anyway but man all these assets like i am the, the way i dynasty you may be very different listening to this and watching this like as as far as you're saying I want Drake Lennon here easily the way i dynasty if I'm going to consolidate it's very, very rarely ever going to be a wide receiver. So for me, um, I want the other side here. I know there's a lot of Drake Lennon hype out there, man, but we still have our concerns.
1: I like going and getting your guy. I understand that that mentality. It makes sense to me. I can rationalize it. I don't do it. Uh, I try to be player agnostic for the most part and just try to see where the values are. The people that are getting dunked on, I think, maybe unfairly. The people who are overhyped a little bit too much that don't really provide me difference making that I'm looking for how a dynasty that's why I like to sell the Jamar Chases and the Justin Jefferson even though people rip my ass for it every time I do and every time I give my opinion on it I understand though I do understand the other side so let me not I'm I'm not dunking on Zach because he's a good dude and I understand going to get it but what you were talking about how you prefer to play dynasty I'm with you on that and wide receiver is one of those positions I won't do one of the things i'll say especially about the name drake london being there i love the talent he's dope he's amazing but if i look at this deal i think he's going to be worth less than this this time next year and it's not because of him the talent it's because of his situation his quarterback situation like if you're going to explode you're going to be the next jamar chase the next justin jefferson the next cd lamb from a value standpoint at the wide receiver even waddle you gotta have a quarterback that fits that or can propel you to that now Mm -hmm. he's with kyle pitts who we absolutely are enthralled with do you think two of those guys are gonna both be able to overcome marcus mariota and desmond ritter and a bad team that's the issue that i have and i'm not saying like you know it'd be like mike you you like dk metcalf and you like noah fant Different different values, right? DK Metcalf and Drake London are pretty close in most people's minds and values. Noah Fant. Jesus Adam, the video you did on him, people hate him. Like 12th round for fuck's sake. Uh Noah Fant. So I'm not projecting Noah Fant to be a top five tight end. I'm projecting Noah Fant just to be a back-end tight end one, which would be fucking amazing considering where you're drafting him at. So right. Drake London, on the other hand, and Kyle Pitts, when you look at that situation, it's like one is the tight end one, and the other guy, I think in a lot of people's minds, already a top 15 wide receiver, and it's like, I don't know if Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter this year is the guy to support him. So when I see the package, I'm like, if you really like Drake London, shit, you could have got him next year for this package if that was the case. Yeah. And maybe you got a better quarterback situation going into it. Mm-hmm. Or the more likely case, more like Devontae Smith, is he yeah, has a good year just doesn't do enough to move the needle for some people and maybe cost less.
0: Yeah. And, and actually, that's a really good point you just brought up. If, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening on the podcast and you are wanting to know more about that whole Devonte Smith thing, uh, I did a little video on it. The, the point is here, Mike makes a great point. And this is something that we do need to think about. I think because Drake London's being pushed up so much as far as being in a startup fourth round range, right? That That's actually, he's going a little earlier than Jamar Chase was going in ADP last year. Yeah. Now, what's the difference, right? With Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow was throwing the football. Now he's climbing value because of last year, but he was a guy that we project as a really good passer of the football. Everyone's excited about good player can support a really good receiver. Well,
1: we saw him supported at LSU, right? Justin LSU, Jefferson and just Jamar Chase and, yeah. and Clyde edwards hilaire and Thaddeus Moss and Terrace Marshall. Like we saw him support. Multiple top-end wide receivers receiving weapons.
0: And why T. Higgins went up in value was because when he was playing with Joe Burrow, he looked pretty damn good. So then you go over to Justin Jefferson. I mean, now, Kirk Cousins doesn't have that same dynasty and thrall that does Joe Burrow. Another video to go check out, Joe Burrow versus Kirk Kirk Cousins, Cousins, name brand, off-brand. Now, here's the thing, though. Kirk Cousins is slept on and is actually way up the board. Tons of top-ten metrics and advanced passing numbers so he can totally support uh, Justin Jefferson breaking out even Jalen Waddle who went up a certain amount I mean that was a lot of that was passing volume he just got thrown force-fed targets by Tua outside of that like for him Drake London is gonna have to get over a thousand yards receiving and then on top of that you're gonna like Dude, it's not that often. Most receivers, there's only been like 10, 12 guys ever to get over 1,000 yards receiving. And he's going to have to compete with targets with Kyle Pitts on a bad football team. And he has Marcus Mariota, who's lucky to get a job again. And Desmond Ritter, who there's upside because of his athletic traits, but he's not. he supposedly has baseball mitts and isn't a great passer. So it, it, those things are working against Drake London. Listen, if you want to make the bet for it, go right ahead. But these are things to think about as far as value shifting and Drake London having to smash in order to climb value from where you're taking him now.
1: I think that's a big thing that the dynasty community sometimes doesn't look at is value projection and what the mo- most realistic case or most realistic outcome is. Now the player is phenomenal. He's mm-hmm. been wide receiver one for me for quite a while. This is all thanks to Ray. Uh, Ray, if you're watching, this is this is you, man. Like you got me on Drake London, and I ain't never left. But I could just be. Acknowledge the value where I think there's a very real case where he's actually worth less this time next year. Outside of them making like a big move at quarterback, like right. people are still going to look at it even if they draft a rookie and Anthony Richardson, a Will Levis, a Bryce Young, or CJ Stroud, whoever, they'd be like, "Well, it's a rookie quarterback, so we got to give him some time." There's going to be some pause there, but a first two seconds and a guy like Michael Gallup. I'm I'm not a high on Michael Gallup, but I mean he's nice. I mean, what would you buy him for a late second?
0: Yeah, I'd buy him a late second. Yeah.
1: I think a late second, mid yeah. mid to late second. Yeah.
0: So at, so basically you're looking at you know the 24 first and three seconds here. That's a lot. The, the other thing too is um, even if you're going to consolidate for me, I guess it depends what you're you're doing here. But in Dynasty, if I'm going to consolidate these picks, I'm thinking I want to make this team move the needle to winning. And then if I'm going to do that, I'd probably rather have in the range of Drake London a guy that's going to give me more this season. So, like, in that range, you probably can get a T. Higgins type. You can get something in that range. Even go lower, you could get a freaking Terry McLaurin for less than this. And, and he's Michael probably... Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, right. A lot of guys that will... I, I think we feel better about producing this season.
1: And, and none of those guys are ridiculously old either. Right?
0: No. No. All, are, of them are, are, like, all of them are young, know, other than McLaurin's getting a little bit older. You're not buying
1: but. Keenan Allen or Mike Evans. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, those are my thoughts on it. Like I said, I don't hate it from Zach's side. Uh, not just because he's our boy, but, you know, I understand, like, Drake London, you see the name and you you get a little bit excited, right? And you get to see all the camp highlights and you go, oh, you know, like Ray what, Ray's tweeting the video out there, can't separate, lol, like... <laughs> looks like he separates just fucking fine to me, but Drake London, those are our thoughts on it. Uh, let us know what you think. If you're watching on YouTube, comment below. If you're on podcasts, hit us up on Twitter. That's what it's there for. Come tell us we're good, bad, stupid, ugly. Uh, you wanted us to cuddle more, however you feel. (laughs) You guys aren't close enough, you know? Um,
0: and also tell us how bad we are. Tell us that you're an idiot. Drake London's awesome. What are you talking about? This is a smash. I want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly. Tell us how ugly we are as well. Um, This was In Person Live, The Trade Show. Let us know what you think. Comment, subscribe. Uh, We appreciate you guys all tapping in. We may not be in person next time, but we'll be back next week.